Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue our study of Ephesians with chapter 1, verses 11 through 14. In Christ, we have an inheritance that is guaranteed. It is secured by the power and the integrity of God Himself, including a dramatic and powerful down payment. Just what have we inherited in Christ? We inherited righteousness, sanctification, peace with God, power, the fruit of the Spirit, suffering, the kingdom, access to the throne of God in prayer, and several dozen other things. Please listen to Pastor Harris as he teaches Paul's description of our inheritance in several facets in today's slice of the message entitled, Your Inheritance is Guaranteed. We're continuing in Ephesians this morning as we come to uh, chapter 1, verse 11. Now, you've heard the hassles that go on in our world over inheritances. You have to determine who are the rightful heirs, and there's the issue of paying the taxes and all the the arguments that can come up over who gets what, especially if somebody doesn't have a will. Then there's the resentment about what one receives compared to what another receives. And then there are the whimsical changes that can be made by dying people who get sideways with somebody. There are the legal technicalities and a whole bunch of factors that can foul up an inheritance and greatly diminish its value. Well, I have good news for you. You have an inheritance in Christ, and it is absolutely guaranteed, and no one can take anything away from it. It's secured by the power and the integrity of God Himself, and it includes a a dramatic and powerful down payment that we will see this morning. Now, remember, this first main paragraph of Ephesians is chapter chapter 1, verses 3 through 14. And in the original Greek, that's one 202-word-long sentence. It's just utterly impossible to make sense out of that in English. I'm going to drag out my own translation of it one time. I think I did it and made it all one sentence, but I I had to go to the store and buy more semicolons and some commons, uh, some commas and some parentheses to make it all happen. So the best rendering, I think, is in our, our version, the New American Standard Bible. And you've seen the breakdown of this passage. Uh, Verses 4 through 6 deals with election. That goes all the way back to eternity past. That emphasizes God the Father. Verses 7 through 10 deals with redemption. That is done in the past, but it is how we are standing in Christ now. We are redeemed, and that emphasizes the Son. And then verses 11 through 14, our venue for this morning, deals with our inheritance, which is in the future, and you're going to see how marvelously this is connected to the Holy Spirit. So, what have we inherited in Christ? Now, we don't have all the inheritance yet, but it's a done deal. Understand, you have inherited righteousness. You're declared righteous in Christ. 
sanctification, holiness, and ever-growing in holiness. You have peace with God. You have the power of God through His work in you. You have the fruit of the Spirit. You get suffering and the strength to endure it. You inherit the kingdom. You have access to the throne of God in prayer and, oh, several dozen other things. Feel free to keep a log of them as you read through the New Testament and especially the New Testament epistles. Now, let's see how Paul describes our inheritance. And I know this is going to be kind of out of character, but four whole verses this morning as we look at the final section of this on our inheritance. And you're going to see the benefactor, the basis of the inheritance, the purpose of the inheritance, the requirement of the heirs, the guarantee, and the substance of the inheritance. And just watch this flow together. First, uh, the benefactor. Now, remember, this is all one Greek sentence, but this section of it is absolutely marvelous. In light of what we have in the punctuation of all of this, we really need to back up and catch what in your Bibles is probably the last two words of verse 10. That's where we're going to start, and we'll read that along with verse 11. Pick it up at in Him at the end of verse 10. In Him also we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to His purpose, who works all things after the counsel of His will. Now, we know the Him refers to Christ. It is for all who are in Christ. And remember, 27 times in the book of Ephesians, that phrase occurs. That's the theme of the book. We are in Christ, and here are the riches that we have in Christ. But it is the Father who gives the inheritance, and all that is Christ's is ours. We are fellow heirs with Him. We'll show you that in a minute. Notice it says, in Him also. What's the connection of also? Well, in, in, in addition to the redemption that we studied last time, in, in addition to the election that we saw a, a couple of weeks ago. In addition to that, we have also obtained an inheritance. Our benefactor is God the Father. He chose us. He sent His Son to redeem us, and He gives us the great riches both now and forever in Christ. So it's what the Father has given to us in Christ. I said I would refer to this. Here it is, Romans 8, 16 and 17. The Spirit Himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God. We've seen our adoption. We were predestined to adoption, as we saw earlier in this master, masterful sentence. We are children of God, and if children, heirs also, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with Him, so that we may also be glorified with Him. Not only our inheritance, but we share in what the Father gives to the Son. So the benefactor is the Father. Now let's look at the basis of our inheritance. In Him also we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to His purpose who works all things after the counsel of His will. What's the basis of our inheritance? Well, God chose it for us, having been predestined. And this is one of those things where that 
the, the verb tense means a lot. It's very significant whether or not you can get goosebumps over discovering an aorist participle connected to the verb obtained and inheritance. But the significance is the choice of the heirs was determined by the predestination. Predestined is that same word we met back in verse 5. It means to mark off beforehand. And if you look carefully at what is said here, this is absolutely thrilling. Who did the planning? Well, it is the one who, according to verse 11 there, works all things according to His will. He's the one that chose that we would be adopted as His children. Now, look at three words here that are a very interesting combination. The word will refers to God's sovereign volition. It's His choice. Right next to that is the word counsel. Counsel, this is the noun form, counsel with an S-E-L, not uh, not counsel with a C-I-L, which is a group that has a meeting. Okay, counsel is the plan that flows from the will of God. So it's by His choice, it is His plan, and purpose means the design or the shape of the plan. In other words, God causes all things to turn out exactly according to the design that is according to the plans of His will. God is in charge of this whole thing. And if you'll notice the word works as the one who works all things after the counsel of His will. That's a translation of the Greek word which gets transliterated into English as the noun energy or the verb energize. This is a great statement. God always energizes what He plans with divine energy. That's the basis of our confidence. It's God's work from beginning to end. If you have plans, and you ought to have plans, uh, but if there aren't resources to fulfill your plans or the, the power to execute your plans, then either your plans are not God's plans or at least this isn't God's timing for your plans because here is the promise that God always energizes everything that is according to His plan. So if you grasp that, it'll help you not get stuck on the treadmill of trying to pursue carnal efforts. God will do His plan. Learn all you can about His plan and then go in the direction that He is unfolding His plan. As to our inheritance, it will be worked out by the power of God. The benefactor the basis of the inheritance, now the purpose of the inheritance. Why does God want us to have this relationship which includes this fantastic inheritance? Well, look at verse 12. To the end, that means here's why I'm doing this, to the end that we who were the first to hope in Christ would be to the praise of His glory. Now, you'll understand the purpose of your inheritance if you just take the beginning and the end of that verse. To the end of the praise of His glory. 
This is all initiated by God. It's all worked out by God. It's all brought to its conclusion by God. So God gets the glory. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.